Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. It's a cold day in Texas. Uh, it was negative five degrees this morning. <laughs> so I'm happy to be in a warm studio answering questions. And you guys have done a wonderful job uh, asking some hard questions and not so hard questions. But I'll try to, uh, to give some insight into, into all of these. Hey, the first question says our 15-year-old daughter was caught sending inappropriate text and pictures to her four-month um, boyfriend. I take it that the boyfriend's not four months old, but uh, it's a boyfriend of four months. Uh, She knows this behavior is inappropriate, but the more we take away with consequences, the more she rebels with disrespect and disobedience. I can't even stand to think about this boyfriend, but I'm afraid the more I try to distance her from him, the more she gravitates to him. What would you advise? Uh, Please help. Here's somebody else who asked a question. How do I get them to talk to me? Um... I'm going to give you nine ways to get your child, to get your teen to start talking with you. Now, here's another question. It's a little bit different. Um, This mother wrote and said, we have a special needs girl uh, that is now our daughter, and she came out of a very neglected home and possible sexual abuse. And and, um, the issue we're having with her is that she will... Uh, accept any guy's friendship online, and they want her to send pictures and or get bank information. <laughs> she wants to be boyfriends with them all. If we come down hard on her, she'll run away. So how much freedom do we give her? She's 19, um, but sometimes acts like a 10 or 11-year-old. Uh, she knows what she's doing wrong, and we've talked to her about the danger of it. Uh, we're just a little bit lost on what to do. Um, we pray for her every day. Okay, so let me start with the first question that that I hear a lot of, and and it's about girls that are sending pictures, inappropriate pictures, to uh, to boyfriends. So the, one of the problems is the boyfriends are requesting that as well, because it's become um, somewhat okay to do that. Okay, I, you know that's about a. What seems ridiculous to me, you know, Jan and I, my wife of forty five years, and I started dating in the ninth grade, and that's about as sensible or, or when I think about our time together of if I would have been on the phone with her and said, hey, why don't you send me a Polaroid picture of, of your naked body? I can't even imagine that. And, um, you know, so now it's so easy. And part of it is because it's I mean, there's a number of reasons why. But anyway, at the core of this, I know this, that that it is this young lady's desire to connect, and she's sending pics, and and here's here's the reason because it's present because that's what a lot of girls do. It's permissible, not by parents, not by uh, anybody that has a set of morals, but it's also promoted a little bit by the culture that they live in, and so I would I would the first thing I would say is know that this is in one sense, becomes something that's somewhat normal. This is one of the responses to uh, 4.3 million porn sites in the world. It's changing the way that uh, guys think 
about nudity. It is changing the way a lot of girls think about uh, showing themselves. Um, it is changing the definition of modesty in their world, not my world, in their world. And so once you know that, it changes maybe the way that you respond a little bit. So what I would do, uh, you know, first off, uh, to this to this mom who's asking is that I would set up a system of checks. I would tell your daughter, hey, look, look, I'm paying for the phone and, and you know that I am and I want you to have a phone and I want you to be able to connect with people. I want you to engage. I want you to have a relationship with a young man. Um, we're for the boyfriend, but we're not for the inappropriateness of sending pictures of yourself uh, that would we wouldn't be happy with or that you wouldn't post on a regular site. And I think what that does is help a daughter realize that, you know, at 13 or 14, we checked everything. At 15, now you're forcing us to have to check you again, and we don't want to check your phone, but you're forcing us to. And so we want to see everything that you post. Um, and it may mean that you uh, violate their privacy if... They are violating your policy. And so make sure the policy of your home is lined out and just say, this is what I'll never tolerate. And so I'm not looking for it, but if I come across it, then there's going to be a response. And that response is something like sit down and talk, have a discussion, say you'll take away the phone. I won't support you being able to do this. And it may mean that you quit paying for the phone. You turn off the Internet. You turn off the service. And it may mean that you don't have a connection with them. But you know what? When I grew up, I never had a connection with my mom and dad that I had to call them every so often, and they had to know where I was all the time. Here's the third thing that I would do. I'd meet with the boyfriend. I would just sit down with the boyfriend. I'm, I'm assuming he's almost 15 years old. I would say, look, this is the way I look at it. We can either get along or we can fight all the time if you want. But I will not tolerate you requesting nude pictures of my daughter. And I think it's being strong in a very relational way that I want to get along with you. I, I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to come over to our house. I want you to be a part of our family. I'd love for you to sit at our dinner table. I would like to get to know you, but I will not tolerate this kind of behavior. And so you want me for you, but you don't want me against you because I'll do everything I can to keep you guys from having a relationship if this is what it's centered on. And, and, and I think what people can hear me say is I'm a little strong about that, but really what's happening is this. I am fighting... Um, for my daughter when I say those things. And I'm giving an example to this young man of what it is for a young lady to be valued. And at the same time, a young lady will be valued that somebody stood and fought for her as well. So there's some reason she's wanting the connection. And it may be because she needs the attention. Well, now she's finally getting it from this young man. But she's also getting it from a mom and dad who's saying, okay, Enough is enough. But there may be something underlying this. What if she's getting the attention because she's not getting attention any other way? Then mom and dad, you need to deal with that. The fourth thing is this, is, is have a stiff consequence with a great reward. 
if you do that again and we find any inappropriate pictures, we will turn off your phone. We will take away your car. We will, you know, take away different things. But if you can go and have a great relationship with this young man and not do that, then we're willing to do whatever we can to help you. We will pay for a car. We'll pay for your insurance. Whatever it is, we'll pay for college. We'll pay for whatever. This is where you get to use your ability, mom and dad, to provide for a child or not provide for a child. And kids are so spoiled and entitled these days. They will they will usually go along with the structure that you set for them. This is a, a, a an immature act from a daughter who is probably not as mature as you guys were when you were 15 and is not thinking, but she lives in a disconnected world. So it's only natural that somebody would think, regardless of their background and their spiritual upbringing, that if I want attention, and this is what guys want, everybody has a phone, everybody has a camera, and it's easy to send and not really feel the consequences of now somebody having pictures that are inappropriate. So, it, Mom, Dad, it's something that you're going to have to deal with. And at the same time, I would I would tell you that that uh, I would be strong. And the older they get, um, you're not going to be able to be as strong because they can hide things from you. Okay, one of the next questions that somebody asks is, how do I get them to talk to me? And... and um, I love this. I've been working on a book called Shut Your Pie Hole and Learn to Listen. And, uh, and I'm going to come out with it eventually. I, I just have another, a number of other projects that I'm working on, and, and uh, hopefully I'll get there soon. But I'm going to give you a quick, uh, a, a quick lesson on how do you get them to talk to you, to you by giving you nine different things. The first thing is stop talking. The reason they may not be talking to you is because you're talking too much. It's like this rapid pattern that continues, 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 and it doesn't stop, and, and your child can't get anything in uh, edgewise. Uh, the second thing is ask questions. Quit giving the answers and start asking questions. The third thing is listen. Listen to them and what they're saying. Don't listen to correct or don't listen to respond, but listen to understand where their heart is. And it doesn't mean you have to do that every day. You know, I mean, there's other times that you listen for other ways, for entertainment or just to hear their heart or just to listen to them for the sake of listening. But there are times that that they're sharing their heart and you need to take the time to go, okay, I need to listen to their heart. Um, The fourth thing is this, talk with them in mind, not you. Meaning this, Don't be talking just for the sake of you needing to talk to be a good parent, but talk to them uh, in a way that that they know that you're really concerned about them. Meaning this, sometimes I feel like I have to teach a child something because that's what a good parent's supposed to do. And I'm really thinking of myself. I'm not thinking of them because what I'm trying to teach really doesn't need to be taught. What I need to figure out is how can I engage with my child differently? And my comment would be this. Uh, Even though you have been a teacher of your child, now you need to become a student of your child. The fifth thing is this. Quit repeating the same thing. It's not Groundhog Day. 
Okay, it's not the same thing over and over and over and over again. Quit repeating it. Those things that are repeated constantly will eventually push somebody else away. The sixth thing is this. Stop doing what is spiritual and start being what is spiritual. We get this idea, and I think we've, we pick it up in the earlier years of our kids' lives, that that we're supposed to do certain things to be spiritual. And I'm going... Stop. Your child doesn't look at that concretely anymore. They're looking at it abstractly in a way that they see you as an example. That's going to be one of my next comments I make. But be the example, knowing that the Christ in you, the Christ in you is is the word becoming flesh and coming out and being a part of their life. And it's not something you do, but it's something that you are. So the seventh thing I would tell you is be an example of one who has a life. I mean, is are you attractive in a, in a way that your child goes, I really enjoy spending time with my mom? Or but are, are do you are you negative and, and nag all the time? Or dad, do you gripe about everything? Do you complain about everybody? Are you critical of everybody? Are you always demanding perfection, showing how judgmental you are and demanding uh, that people respond to your authority? Do you have more of a militaristic rule than you do a relational rule? Be an example of one who has a life, not one who just works well or one who volunteers for everything else, but has a life and enjoys life and enjoys the company of people. The eighth thing would be this. Share your perspective, not your opinions. Your child wants to know perspective-wise, what's going on in the world and and what you have to share. It's not just your opinion, what you think about something. Is that how do you compare that to what's happening in the world or what did happen in the world and give a better perspective and so you usher in a great sense of hope? And the ninth thing would be this, quit being so perfect and show more of your imperfections. You know, if you're like me, you don't like being around somebody who's perfect all the time, do you? I don't. Uh, I don't at all. And so I, I would ask you to give permission to your child to not have to be perfect, to, to let them know that there's nothing you can do to make me love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make me love you less, and that it's okay to be imperfect. We're still striving for good things, but it's okay to be imperfect. Okay, and here's the next question. We have a special needs girl that is now our daughter, and uh, she comes from a sexually abused background, but she's always um, seems to uh, be wanting to go with guys and and stuff. Okay, Uh, let me say this, mom and dad, it is admirable that you have taken this young lady into your home. Um, And... Uh, and you're saying she's 19 years of old, but she has a mind of a 10 or 11-year-old. But you know what? 10 and 11-year-olds still want to connect with somebody else. And, and, and of course she wants to connect because she's created to be relational. Regardless of special needs, there's still a relational component that comes into so many people's lives and kids who are challenged and kids who aren't. Um, so I would do this. I mean, if, if you're having a tough time getting things across to her, is that find some local resources that can help you. And, and what I mean by those resources is a place for her to have interaction with other people just like her where she can get therapy, where she can be in a group meeting. There's something to be learned 
from other people that's not going to be learned by you. And by giving her the opportunity to be in a setting where she can learn those things, she'll find that other kids that think the way she does and behave the way she does have thoughts, and she can pick those up. A 10- or 11-year-old can pick that up. Okay, the second thing I do is set some boundaries at home. Here's the movies you can watch. Here's the TV shows you can watch. You know, and, and get her out of the mindset where she's spending all of her time on the Internet where there's, where there's nothing but comparison happening all the time um, because that will just um, make her feel like she's got to push more and more to have that boyfriend and to do anything she can to get a boyfriend. The third thing would be this. Get in a group of moms and dads and parents just to get encouragement. You know, I would say that anybody that's dealing with a special needs child needs some affirmation that what you're doing is a is a good thing, and and you just need to be out of the the battle sometimes, and uh, at a place where you can retreat and get away and spend some time knowing what you're doing is good. Um, the fourth thing would be keep her busy. Let her get a job. I mean, there's jobs, you know, for kids that are her age where she can work and, and fill her time where it, she gets to relate with people and get her mindset off of doing everything on the Internet. Um, and the last thing I would tell you is, is, as you said in the question, is that we pray for her every day. I would encourage you to continue to do that and pray for uh, one another as well. Folks, I, I, hope, I hope these questions aren't too... Uh, hard to pick up, and, and I, I try to make them where everybody can get something from them. Wherever you are, I pray that you are warm, um, that, uh, that this wintry blast of old man winter coming through and, and making his last hurrah hasn't uh, uh, got you without electricity or without water or without warmth. Um, but I see the forecast that spring is coming soon. And um, my hope is that, that God will protect you and keep you safe until we have that warmer weather. God bless. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.